Hello and welcome to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host, James, and I am, as ever, joined by Matt. Hello. How are you doing? All good, how's yourself? Not too good now the Premier League season is over. Ooh, still some stuff to look forward to, though. Yeah, got finals and stuff like that, a few playoffs going on as well. Absolutely. But there's been a bit of news this week, so we'll go through some of those. <laughs> it's great, that one, because we've not used it that often. No. <laughs> it's the Crystal Maze. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the first bit of news that I've got for you is Rooney to DC United on a reported twelve million pound deal. Apparently, he still sees himself as a striker, but Big Sam sees him as a central midfielder due to his pace. And sources are saying that his future will be decided on Wednesday. It's interesting. This is where you need a sound clip of like Jerry Maguire saying, "Show me the money, show me the money," because <laughs> it's going to be on ridiculous money over there. Yes, he will be on. Obviously, ridiculous. with um, MLS, probably get proven wrong what I'm about to say with the American listeners, but obviously there are a lot of franchise sort of players who are like, yes, allowed to. They tend to be on a higher wage cap than the rest of the team, so he'll be going straight into one of those slots and. There'll be merchandise deals, image rights. You'll make a fortune out there in Washington. Yeah. Absolutely fortune. I suppose I suppose we best throw the question out to the American listeners. Would you like to see Wayne Rooney come to America? And would you think he'd fit into a striker's role? Whether you've seen him play much in the Premier League as it is, do you think he'll see the striker's role or do you think he'll drop back to centre mid like he's been doing the last few seasons? I honestly think he's. But, oh, I was going to say, I honestly think he's capable to play up front in MLS. I do. I think he's got it in MLS because obviously Zlatan's doing it, and Zlatan's not the paciest of strikers as it is, but he's got his height as an advantage yeah. as well. So he's sort of got that balance, uh, same as like Croucher's got as well. He's got the height. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Rooney's sort of. He's not very tall. I suppose he's fairly strong. He's strong in the air. Can't take that away from him. No, of course not. Um, but a pace, it, a bit of pace is a big factor these days. But in the MLS, the pace is a bit slower. It's definitely a slower paced league than compared to the Premiership. No disrespect to the MLS, but you can't deny it. Yeah, so precisely that. But we'll have to wait and see what happens on Wednesday for that one. Absolutely. Uh, another player looking to see the move away could be Alvaro Morata with Juventus wanting to re-sign him from Chelsea. Now, he previously spent two years with Juve before Real Madrid activated a buyback clause in his contract, but with Mario Mandzukic set to leave this summer, it could be a, a quick fix for Juventus. Um, yeah, I could I could see that happening, and, and I think you'd fit straight back to that Juventus team quite easily, especially with Mandzukic yeah. on the way out. I think he'll be a good fit for Juve. Going yeah, back I, I think he would as well. To be fair, I think I don't think Chelsea's um, the right fit for him. He's not had the best of times because, to be fair, he started the season with nine goals. Uh, sorry, he started the season with seven goals in his first seven mm. games, but he's scored nine in total all season long. Yeah. So it's started strong, but didn't quite finish as strong. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened there. To be truthful, but obviously when his form started to dip, so did Chelsea's. So it was just. Not a great, exactly. not a great season at all for Chelsea. Mm. Oh, 
Andy did actually say in October, there's a lot of stress here in London and that he doesn't see himself living here for a very long time. Mm, okay, well, obviously that's... Which is quite interesting, considering he'd only been there a couple of months at that point. Obviously, he didn't, went there and didn't like it straight off the bat, really. Well, some players don't, do they? They don't spend much time at these sort of clubs sometimes. But people, some players like to have the quieter life. It's just, you don't know, there's 101 different reasons why a person might not like a city they've just moved to, so... But... Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he said in that same interview as well that the most ideal place for a Spaniard to live is actually Italy. Oh, well, so. get him a ticket book to cheer in then, eh? <laughs> yeah, straight away. <laughs> um, the next piece of news is Gareth Southgate is set to name the England squad on Wednesday. That is the 16th, I do believe. Yes. Uh, which is three weeks earlier than the deadline set by FIFA. Yeah. Do you think that's a good or bad thing that he's doing it three weeks early? Um, honestly, I think it's a good thing. England, they'll be able to set themselves up properly. They'll know who they're going with. Obviously, with injuries, they'll still be able to swap plays for those three weeks, bring up replacements if needed. But if he's going out with yeah. the idea of, these are my players, these are t- these, I can get the systems in place, the two friendlies, I can try these plays in different ways without tagging on an extra seven players yeah. and having to make that decision. It's one less decision for Southgate so he can focus more on his team rather than spending some nights thinking, well, should this player be going to this player? Should Glenn Murray be going to to Jamie Vardy? It's like whatever. But you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Like It gives him more time to see what squad works best and who works best in what positions and setups. I do think it's a good thing. Um, But do you think we'll see many of our submissions of Football Foundry World Cup squad in this squad? Um... Let's, let's 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 do a little game here, right? Obviously, we've picked twenty three players. Pick a number out, out of twenty three. How many you think will get picked? Um, nineteen. You think that many? Nineteen. Mm, this is where I can't think of who we've picked. I think I think we had a little clear out the last when we submitted it and finalised it. Yeah, we did it five weeks early. Southgate, up your game. Um. <laughs> I think about I mean, nineteen. That might not be actually a bad shout. Thinking about it, thinking about the team we've got in there, I can't see many different. I'm actually. I know. I just said that high to you. I actually. I might actually go twenty. Think twenty about fair it. enough. Twenty-one. Actually, well, twenty-one. That's my number. Twenty-one. My number. Right, fair enough. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. We'll have a look at that next week and see how we go yeah, with a little guess there. So you're saying twenty-one of our players will be in that the squad? The question is, which two do I not think is going to make it? But we'll leave that till next. Well, yeah, leave that till next week. Sesson <laughs> Young probably won't make the cut. I remember he's in the twenty-three, and I can't think of someone yeah. else off the top of my head. I can't think off the top of my head who's even in it. But we'll go through all that next week. But what we will do is, with it being the end of the Premier League season, we're going to quickly go through all the results that went down this weekend. And then we're going to go through each individual team and grade them from A to F of how we think they've done this season. So we'll quickly fly through these results and then we'll crack on with the scoring. So Newcastle stunned the former champions Chelsea 3-0. Shocking display from Chelsea, but absolutely brilliant for Newcastle. What Rafa's doing there is unbelievable. Oh. It's definitely up there, considering that, well, we'll probably go into when we're grading the team, so I won't say too much right now, but yeah, he's done a really good job. It really has. 
Uh, Liverpool beat Brighton 4 0 to secure fourth place. Uh, secure fourth place for Champions League football, and Salah grabs the golden boot. Man City uh, hit 100 points thanks to the Jesus stoppage time winner. Thank you, beating City. Southampton. I had a bet on 1-0. That. Did you? I needed <laughs> that goal to win, so obviously stoppage time winner was very much appreciated. Thank you, City. <laughs> I bet you didn't have this one, you bet. Spurs beating Leicester 5-4. What an extraordinary final game of the season. And, just to point out, Vardy and Kane got two goals each. Well, they're, they're just putting that one out there. They're shooing for the squad anyway, so, but obviously it's great. 5-4, what a game for the neutrals to watch. And yeah, of course. End of season it was like... Like Sir Alex Ferguson's last game in charge of United. 5-5 against West, West Brom. Brom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Uh, West Ham beat Everton 3-1. Moyes getting the better of his former club. What about that one? Um, definitely gives him some bragging rights. But Everton yeah, still finished higher in the league, so... <laughs> uh, Burnley losing 2-1 to Crystal Palace. Uh, not Crystal Palace. I mean Bournemouth. Maybe. Crystal Palace actually be relegated West Brom 2-0. Yeah. And then Stoke beat Swansea 2-1, which means Swansea face relegation. All Swansea had to do was beat a relegated Stoke, but they couldn't do it. Who were? Who were? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Arsenal recorded a 1-0 win against Huddersfield for a final goodbye to Arsene Wenger. And Manchester United won 1-0 against Watford. Still another boring display from United. Hey, but another English goal scorer. Yes, that indeed. Oh, <laughs> Rashford. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. All these boys getting the goals. <laughs> the English boys are running riot. <laughs> So, I suppose we best go through each team now and score them. So, we'll start with Arsenal. I'm going to give them an F straight away. Um, I can't disagree with that at all. I cannot disagree. Like, they started the campaign in complete disarray, losing 4-0 to Liverpool at Anfield in only their third game. And f- from then on, basically, it just fell apart throughout the second half of the season. The form wasn't there. By the end, it was Arsenal's lowest finish and their lowest points total in Wenger era. Going on with what you were just saying there, poor season for Arsenal. Farewell season to Wenger as well. Finished sixth place. Failed failed to qualify for the Champions League and just rubbish, man. It's not not the way someone of Wenger's stature would want to bow out because he's a very proud man. Um, It's not the way he would have wanted to go. But we've spoke about this in previous episodes. Like it's, it's past its time. He should have gone a couple of years ago, and now it's just, it's got to the point where he's got to go. There's no two ways about it. He's got to go to get that get that club changed. Absolutely, they need a new the philosophy, just a new mentality in that squad, and a decent centre back with a bit of bite and spine in that team. As we keep saying, just yeah, yeah. Brighton, though, after beating Manchester United, that capped an impressive season for the Seagulls, who started out as one of the favourites for the drop. Uh, Chris Hewton's side were well-drilled and often difficult to break down, conceding fewer goals than the likes of Arsenal or any other side in the bottom half of the table over the course of the campaign. I've given them a B. 
Eight for me. Yeah, you, you're just on that Chris Hewton bandwagon, you aren't you? <laughs> well, like, the first ever campaign in the Premier League season, they finished 15. Oh, yeah. Like seven points clear the relegation zone, and they beat both Arsenal and Man United in the first season. And obviously, they've got Glenn Murray up from place play for Carlisle. <laughs> Not the reason. I knew that would have been a factor. No. <laughs> nah, in a serious note, though, they've had an incredibly good season. Obviously, a lot of people would yeah. have tipped them for relegation. And seven points clear. Didn't have to worry about it for the last couple of games of the season. They were already safe. And they've yeah. done really well, and I generally think they deserve an A grade. I think their target for the summer, though, is definitely to get a bit of depth in that squad. Yeah, because um, obviously a lot of teams do tend to go up, and they could they tend to just carry the form on from the championship. Yeah, but for example, yeah, if this Brighton yeah. team same stay with that squad for next season, it might be a completely different matter. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they've had the shining stars, like obviously Isquiedo, who's been a brilliant yeah. signing. Uh, Matt Ryan as well, who's been sensational for him. Obviously, Glenn Murray getting his goals like he has done. But as we pointed out before, Glenn Murray's not the youngest of players. Yes, they're going to start need to look at getting a bit more depth into that squad to rest those tired legs because around the Christmas sort of January time, they were really struggling. That's when the form really dipped because of the the tightness of all the games. Yeah, absolutely. So I think when that comes around again, they'd struggle if they kept the same squad. So I think depth is like key for Brian. They'll probably be hoping to get a bit more out of um, Jürgen Lacadia as well next season. Obviously, I think he's a record sign yeah. and he didn't seem to do an awful lot. Well, not, yeah. probably kind of down to the, the great form of Glenn Murray did keep him out. But like you say, Murray's getting no younger. They need other people to step up as well to get some more goals mm-hmm. into that squad rather than Glenn. And obviously, with his career, does dip in a bit of a few as well. Pretty much world he's doing as well. But yeah, yeah, he's been great. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, the career finished Watford's top goal scorer. <laughs> That's not really a surprise. <laughs> to be fair. Um, we'll move on to Bournemouth now. The Cherries strengthen their squad with the additions of Begovic. Nathan Ake and even Jermaine Defoe in the summer. But consistency was a massive issue. Uh, They were on a good run of form between October and November and other spells between December and February, but there were difficult periods in which they were sliding slowly towards that bottom half of the table, especially near that relegation zone. But they've survived. And in all credit to them, I'm going to give them a C because they've not done too bad. Just thinking about it, I've also given them a C, but I think it, I generally think I'll give them like a high C, like a C plus. Yeah. Because they ended up yeah. finishing twelfth, but like obviously the form wasn't great. But for a club like Bournemouth, with the in, the structure that they've got, it's not a massive stadium. They're not a team full of world class players. They've got a really good manager that has drilled mm-hmm. that team to, to where they played and C. C plus for Bournemouth for me. I think I think twelve yeah. is a really good C- league position for them to finish in. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I'm not disputing that. Oh, a brilliant finish for them. But there was also that really rocky stage where they were even considering the future of Eddie yeah. Howe. Which, when you get into that point, it does look quite dangerous. But he's rallied the team together and he's got them performing, which is like key. If he can turn that squad around from a, a dip in form yeah. and get them back performing, that's. that's Amazing signs of a brilliant manager to come, like being able to transform a team like that. And he's done a brilliant job. He's not got the most funds in the Premier League, as I'm sure many people are aware. (laughs) 
but he's done what he can with the money. He's brought in some good players in Nathan Ake, who they had on loan previously, and Begovic, again, another good signing. Obviously. Uh, and Jermaine Defoe. We've also got but, the Lewis Cook in that team as well. People yeah, hot from. Cook, yeah. So hopefully, under Eddie Howe's guidance, because he's, he's a potential up shot for the World Cup squad as well, Lewis Cook. There's a lot of talking yeah, into the squad, yeah, so yeah. hopefully under Eddie Howe's tutorship and... Mm. He can push Bournemouth on to even better things, potentially. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, Burnley, though. Whew, this is an easy grade. Sean Dyche. <laughs> <laughs> Take a bow. For the best part of the season, Burnley have been a force, a strong defensive unit that have pulled out some remarkable results. There have been... There are, currently, Matt is changing the, the score into A star, 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 star. <laughs> um, there have been some remarkable results, but there has also been a couple of dips in form. If they'd, have, if they'd have not had those little dips, imagine what they could have achieved. Um, Sean, well, like you said, Sean, there, you should take a bow. Like, um, led them to seventh place, Europa League football. Mm, yeah. I don't think any Burnley fan will disagree when I say the. They're definitely overachieved. <laughs> oh yeah, by their, their target would have been to stay to, for this season was to stay yeah. in the league, to, just to stay in the league, and they finished seventh. But now they, that is but now they can look forward to a lovely Europa League qualifying game versus PSV or someone or some yeah. Fenerbahce or someone. Or yeah, to look forward to in early August or end of July. I can't remember how early yeah. that starts, but oh, probably. Personally, my team of the season, probably for what their target was to how they've actually finished, probably my team of the season, Burnley. Obviously, everyone, Man City no, were I'd, phenomenal, I'd agree. but everyone expected them to win the league. Yeah, yeah. Everyone expected Burnley exactly, to be around yeah. the relegation zone. For them to finish seventh. It's unbelievable. Like like you were just saying then about expecting Man City to win the league. Yeah, fair enough. We didn't expect in the style that they've done it. And that has been remarkable in its own right, but... That sort of thing is mildly expected of Man City and those type of teams. But like you were saying about Burnley, you would not have expected them to do this at all this season. And they have gone out, they've taken every game by the scruff of the neck, they've defended like their lives depend on it, and they've taken the chances, excluding a few games where things have gone a bit wrong for them. But that's football that happens. You brush it off, you go into the next game. But... They've done that time and time again this season and they've got some good results out Absolutely. of it. So an A star, 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 star is fully deserved. <laughs> I think there's about 17 stars there, so Burnley. Yeah, not, not far <laughs> off, not far <laughs> off. Uh, Chelsea though, Chelsea. Really, really poor season from Chelsea. Up and down performances all season. The only reason this isn't an F, because we've given them an E, is purely because they've got to the FA Cup final. That is it. Mm. That is the only thing that is a saving grace for them this season. What a tale of, well, what a decline. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what happened, though, with Mourinho as well. They won the league, then the season after. God, what disarray that was. It's like the extra fixtures of the Champions League. Just yeah. well, it, it, Obviously, it's more than that. Obviously, Conte had his massive fallout with Diego Costa in the summer. Yeah, then he eventually yeah. got away in January to Atleti. And it's just mess all over the place, really. Mm. It's not looking good. And I don't think Conte will be there next season. Nope. Italy boss. Well, you're saying that. But Mancini's just got that. 
Has he? Mancini's been that. announced as Italy manager literally about 20 minutes before recording. Got announced as oh, Italy well. manager. Didn't even know that. Well, I can tell you, obviously, we're talking about manager appointments. Tuchel's gone for PSG. Ah. I shout for the Arsenal jobs. Oh, God. He's, oh. Taken the, he's got the PSG job, which is a better job, so I don't blame him. No, but yeah. He's, he's going to be the new PSG manager, so oh. talking to manager. Sorry, I just thought I'd put that in there. Could have been in news, but there we go. There we go. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll sort you out. Don't you worry. Yeah. Breaking news, Thomas Tuchel announced as PSG manager. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Wrong with Arsenal manager prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Black Clark knows nothing. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, moving away from Chelsea, now they've had a poor season, just barely scraped an E. Uh, we'll go to Crystal Palace. After that record-breaking start, it sounds so good, right? A record-breaking start. No. <laughs> seven games, seven losses, and zero goals scored. We'd have had Palace down without a doubt, uh, but the turnaround that Roy has done oh. with that squad is completely remarkable. If only they'd start in the season this strong, say they got maybe 11 points from those first seven games, they'd have finished seventh. Yeah, you've just got to praise the job that Roy Hodgson has done. Like, yeah. And for example, if they had a striker that could score, where would they be in the league? Yep. It's just <laughs> obviously no one have lost his cheek next season. I, well, I doubt they will. Obviously, he's had a good season. Wilf, Wilfred Zaha has really stepped up for them this season. He's he has. been inspirational he for that team. Yep. I suppose we would best tell them what we scored. We scored them a B. Yeah, same a here. For Palace. I think a B sounds about fair because they did have that moment where they looked like they were going to go down and everything was disgraceful. Sacking Frank De Boer within four games and all that sort of commotion. For a team to turn around from that is remarkable in its own right. Yeah. Um, But to see, to see it being Woy, the one that turns them around... Is even better, really, I suppose. B's definitely warranted. He's done an incredibly good job, Roy Hodgson. Incredibly yeah. good job. Yeah. And it's good to see future World Cup winner Loftus-Cheek getting some good form in before the World Cup. Absolutely. Loftus-Cheek yeah. FC. <laughs> we're on that bus. Uh, Everton. Now, Everton, we're expecting big things this season. One to remember, but for the right reason. European football was a target, but staying in a league became a must for the Toffees. Signings that were made haven't really impacted the club the way the fans were hoping, but an eight-place finish isn't too bad after such a poor start. So I think a C seems about fair for Everton. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Turbulent campaign for Everton, really, but Allardyce came yeah. and steered them away from the relegation zone into eighth place. Everton fans aren't best pleased just due to the style of football that Big Sam's brought to the club, but just yeah. given where they started and the fact that they finished eighth in the league when they can't really complain, but they will, and they wanted a new manager this summer. But Sam Allardyce has done a really good job here. He's done what he's needed yeah. to do. No, I'd completely agree. He's as unattractive football as it is, it's what he's needed. Yeah. He's had to go into that team and take them back to core basics. Because yeah. whatever Ronald Koeman set up with them, he's 
he's had to revert them back to just old school football, play what you know, let's sort this season out and then build from there. Because the season was far gone for them at that well, point when he came well, in. I wouldn't really disagree with the system itself because obviously the season before, Kuma did all right with it. I think it was just more of the case of his transfer policy in the summer as well because obviously they lost Kaku yeah. and they replaced him with Rooney and they brought all these cams in. They had um, David Clarkson, oh, Gilfie yeah. Sigurdsson. They had no width. They just, it was just a weird mix of players that were brought into the club. just didn't make... I, I love it. I love Big Sam saying he could never play Rooney and Sigurdsson at the same time because of the lack of pace. <laughs> that's that's just brilliant. I think just as a story itself as well, because obviously um, Coleman brought in Davy Klassen. He's barely kicked the ball all season for them. I know it's it's quite upsetting, really, because he did really well, didn't he? he? Got got team of the season out in for Ajax. Yeah, classy Klassen and that, but it's just. It's, it's just a different system and yeah. being players in in different positions and revert, like Rooney dropping back to let Sigurdsson and Klaassen go up front and then Klaassen coming yeah. back to let Rooney, like it's, it don't work. Too many number 10s. No, just too many similar. Yeah, totally agree. We've said that many times, yeah. but that's really was the issue with Everton. Yeah. To start with anyways. But the and then obviously they had James McCarthy, the horrible leg break, Seamus Coleman out as well with the same thing. Recently come back, um, yeah. But those sort of injuries won't help when they've got a, a lacking number in those positions as it is. No, of course it won't. Of course it won't. But I suppose we'll go to Huddersfield, where Huddersfield's chances of survival didn't look too brilliant, despite such a brilliant start for the Terriers. Even we didn't think they'd survive, but they have done. Some could argue they let a few games slip that were in the hands. And could have easily finished a bit higher in the table. So I've given them a C. For a first season in the Premier League, though, they've not done bad at all. Um, I've gone for a B. A B? Huddersfield were, obviously, start of the season, they were favourites to go straight back down. Yeah. They've managed to survive. So you can't really come... It could easily be granted as an A. Because yeah, David Wagner... Yeah, have achieved the goal, in a sense. I get your point. 16th. Finished 16th. They're not even just out the relegation zone as a team... Between them, David Wagner's gotten playing some good stuff this season. Yeah, at times, I should say, and at least, anyways. And the fact that they're playing top flight football next season, I think, easily warrants them a B. No, fair enough. Liverpool in winning the Champions League final could be the cherry on the icing on the cake. It was another fine season in the Premier League as Jurgen Klopp secured a second consecutive top four finish for the club, thanks to the heroics of. Mohamed Salah, the man himself. Uh, They've also dealt with the loss of Coutinho a hundred times better than what anyone would have ever thought. Uh, Shame he didn't stick around to be a part of what they've achieved so far. But I think an A for Liverpool. Um, B for me. B? How so? Um, With the front three that they've got, they could have done so much better in this Premiership season than finishing fourth. Easily could have. Yeah. Defence has let them down. The inconsistencies with the goalkeeping choice, it's just... They could have they could have done so much better in the league, I think, if they just started off a little bit better this season with the defence. Obviously, yeah, so the Champions think... League is a massive achievement. Yeah. But to be, for me... Fair enough. Be. I do think the beginning of the season was rocky. 
Um, they obviously had Salah pulling them through games, dragging them through. Um, but then the second half of the season, when they'd settled with a goalkeeper choice, like you were saying, they'd settled with Carrius and they're comfortable with Carrius now. They got Van Dijk in and everything started to look a lot tighter at the back and it gave the freedom for the strikers to do what they needed to do. And that's when they've come into their own, when that's all been dealt with. And I think that's all they needed. They just needed a bit more time in that transfer window. Obviously, but, the main aim of any team really is to improve on what they did last season. They finished fourth last season. They finished fourth this season. There's no real improvement in the Premier League. Would, would you not consider the Champions League final an improvement for them? Well, it is, but that's why I give it a B. Like, there's no massive improvement in the league sense, and they haven't won it yet. Oh, so it's you're just like, talking league, yeah? Yeah. Fair one. Fair uh, well. I think B's a fair result, including the Champions League. I just think that they could have done better with the with the quality of that strike force that they've got. If they started off better with a better defence, I could yeah. give them an A, but no, B for me. Fair enough. Uh, Leicester City. Uh, the Mares saga continues for the former Premier League champions. Will they have him next season? Who knows? After a rocky start to the season, costing Craig Shakespeare his job, Claude Puel came in, started to get the best out of those shining stars that left Leicester having their ranks. Ninth place finish for the Foxes. Fleet, free. Three places above what they finished last season, which, to be fair to me, warrants a B, I'd say. They've not done too bad. Uh, yeah, um, obviously improvement on last season. Just a bit of inconsistency throughout the season. I was torn between giving them a C and a B, to be truthful. Yeah. But it could, you've got arguments to go for either. If obviously they had plays, if they weren't as inconsistent, they could have been higher in the table quite easily. Could, they, could have, they could have had the potential for it. If, they, if their form was a lot better, that's the argument for any club really. But if it was a bit more consistent, they could have easily pushed for like an A sort of season. If they got to like six right, in yeah. the league, yeah, it would have been an A for them. It's just a bit of inconsistency. Just drops it to like between to a C and a B for me. Yeah, consistency was a big issue, and that's one of the main factors as to why Craig Shakespeare got the axe. Yeah. But uh, Pure did a good job. When Claude Puel came, yeah, he did. Yeah. But when obviously Puel came in, he started to get the best out of Mares and Vardy yeah. again, which is exactly what you need in that Leicester absolutely. team. If they're if they're gunning, you're fine. Just let them yeah, crack absolutely. on. Um, but to to turn it around and finish ninth place, not bad at no, all. So, not at all. Fair play to Leicester. Uh, we'll go through the rest of the teams in just a moment. around that was a disgrace yeah the whole lot of you absolutely disgusting I'm disgusted you see this face disgusted look me in the eye when I'm talking to you you stupid sack of sick what do you think you're playing at I'm standing on the sidelines jumping up and down and waving my arms around like a broken flipping windmill shouting my head off like a bloody great parrot uh, we can't hear you you can't hear me you can't flip it near me, eh? No. Right! Well, I, th- I thought so. Now a little birdie has put me onto the easiest Studio headphones. Top notch, high quality, best in the business. 
Need I say more? I got you all a pair. All I had to do was use discount code FOOTBALLFOUNDRY at the checkout and we got 15% off. How's that for a bargain? Whoa. Now get your acts together, get your earphones in and get back out there and win this match. <laughs> Right now, how do I work this bloody microphone? So, Manchester City. We're at that point. Uh, Manchester City blew the competition away in Pep Guardiola's second season in charge, starting with a 22-game unbeaten run, which included a record-breaking total of 18 consecutive Premier League wins between August and December. They may have missed their opportunity to clinch the title against their rivals Manchester United, but they still finished in style by hitting a record 100 points and scoring a total of 106 goals. It will be interesting to see who could stop them next season. And for those reasons alone, I've given them an A. F. <laughs> no. A. Easy A. <laughs> Yeah, the football that they've produced, as we've said multiple times, this is possibly the best Premier League team that's ever been. Only records, obviously, they had a record 32 wins in the league season, record 100 points, record total of goals. And like you're saying, probably one of the best teams, if not the best team to ever compete in the Premiership. It's like, yeah. it's, it, it's where will they go from, from, from next season? Like, how can exactly. they improve? The, the, only, the only way that they can progress is doing better in the Champions League. Yeah. Like, that, that is literally the only way. And win a, win a couple more trophies, like the FA Cup, see if they can get that treble down. Like, just push on things like that. That is, to be able to have that option to be like, right, we need to just win a few more trophies next season. Like, clinch a couple more cups. Like, some teams dream of getting to a final, let alone winning it. Whereas Man City can be like, right, we're going to win Premier League, we're going to win FA Cup, we're going to win uh, Carabao Cup, as it's called now, and then we're going to push for Champions League. Like, Imagine if they did quadruple yeah. next season. That'd be unbelievable. Well, the of that quality and stature, these are things they need to be aiming for and trying to get to, get to yeah. aim towards. They just need to... Yeah. I, honestly, like looking at that team, you don't even know how you can really improve it. There's, there's, there's always been there's there's no question mark regarding the defense, but, but yeah, going forward, wow. So it's just, and Edison's yeah. been a revelation for a goal kick. Obviously, last season it was Bravo. Last season, I think it was Bravo. Yeah, Bravo exactly. couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> Edison's been a great sign for City this season, and just got building it. Yeah, definitely has. I think having Benjamin Mendy back next yeah. season as well. Beginning of the season, he we were talking about this. He, and he looked good. good. I he, he had an excellent delivery on him. He, he whipped that ball in with some venom and it was like a, a low but mid-high cross. It was weird. Yeah. Every single time, they were always like that. And defenders struggled with them. And I want to I see a bit more of him next season. It's yeah. a shame he did get injured for the main part of it. Um, but I, I would like to see a lot more of him next season. Absolutely. Gives them yet another option going forward. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> like they need it. Um, no. <laughs> but we'll go to the rivals, Manchester United. Now, they started the season brightly, winning six of their first seven Premier League games, but obviously keeping pace with City soon became impossible. 
for all the criticism, though, the numbers do at least point to progress. United jumped four places in the table from the previous season, claiming more points, scoring more goals and conceding fewer. Lifting the FA Cup next weekend would allow them to finish the season on a high. Uh, but because that's obviously not happened yet, I'm going to go with a C because I feel like they could have done a lot better and the tactics that were put out there in certain games were not positive, in my opinion. Um, to see for me as well. But with a team with United, you're always going to compare them to City. And there's such a gulf in class between this City team and this United yeah. team. I, it's unf- I don't think it's fair to give United a B and to have City as an A because I think there's a bigger gap between those two clubs. I know, yeah, I know, it's, an imp- I know it's an improvement on United's last season, but it's not hard to improve on last season for United. It was just many times they failed to convince. Like games against Huddersfield, West Brom, these sort of yeah. games. Brighton. Horrific results. Mourinho's refused to yeah. alter his style. It's just... And it's just it's just going back to the same point of comparing United to City. There's just too big yeah. a gas. <clears throat> yeah, they've got a lot of work to do if they're going to be challenging next season, especially with Liverpool. Um, I think they'll have a bigger campaign next season. Uh, it's just time will tell, really, whether they can keep up or not. Absolutely. We'll soon see. Uh, Newcastle. Good old Rafa, eh? <laughs> yeah. What a job he's done with Newcastle. No funds, no transfers, nothing. And he's gone out and got a 10th place finish for their first season back in the Premier League. Sensational stuff, and it well warrants an A. Why A? Aye, why I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I, I staying. I That's why I said it, but... Benitez has kept this team up with no real improvement in it and comfortably. Yeah. So he's done a great job. It's, it's remarkable. And he refused to say they were safe, refused until they met his mark, which it's it's amazing because it gives the players something Absolutely. to still work for. Because if you automatically think that you're safe, you'll, you'll that's when you start relaxing. Yes. Absolutely yeah. agree. Exactly. Whereas if you've still got a point to prove to that manager, then like yeah. you, you're going to keep playing, aren't you? So it's, it's, it's very good on yeah. how he's worked it, especially with what he's been given. Uh, but Stoke, week after week, Stoke looked worse and worse. Matt pointed out himself on their transfer policy at the beginning of the season. And by gosh, were you right, Thank Matthew? You. An awful season for Stoke. Certainly one to forget. Uh, F. <laughs> double F for me. They were that bad. <laughs> double like, they've got, they've gone from a team that was comfortably mid, mid, mid-table mid team for the last 10 seasons. I can't, it's about 10 years they've been in. Yeah. They, they, were, they were in yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And they've been for 10 years. Capitulated like this this season. It's just. And it's not as if they've got a horrific squad either. There's some actually good players in that team. They've got obviously no, Bajedra and Shakiri. They've got Butland. That's it. But Shawcross. Um, Shawcross isn't too bad. Yeah, he's getting on a little bit, but it's like Obviously got Kurt Zuma yeah, in as well, isn't he? Really good play for that team. It's just Good old Crouch as well. You can't forget Crouch. Yeah, just a transfer policy. It's just there was there was no forward thinking in this team. There's no forward thinking from the board of no. There's no forward thinking from anyone unless 
the managers have been trying to get they players they were in. It's just yeah, yeah. Like they, they they had the feeling and sense that we've done it for ten years and what we've got. Why not just keep doing what we're doing and we'll be fine? But no, you've always got to improve your squad. Even Man City will have to make signings to improve the squad. In some places, even if it's strengthening your bench, you've got to make them changes season after season to replace outgoing players, even for backup for incoming players. Like, like look at Chelsea. How desperate were they for a striker come January because of the whole Diego Costa thing? Because they'd not planned for it. No, it's just... Like, it's... You've got to always be prepared to splash a bit of money to maintain your stature in leagues um, like this. And because of the fact that they haven't spent any money really this season, I could see them doing a Sunderland next season. They're going to end up losing Trier. They're, they're going to end up losing Butland. Like they're the going to lose a lot of players. players. Yeah, like, and there's going to be there's going to be players on decent wages there as well, which will just yeah. hurt harm the club even more. I know they get parachute. But it's like it's not going to cover them all, you know, and they've got right. players out on loan. It's like I, I think I went through the list of loan players last week. Yeah, I can't you remember did, who yeah. it was. Yeah, they're, they're going to be stuff. they're going to be for a real tough season next season. Stoke. Yeah, I think like what you said about Sunderland are obviously them dropping down the league as well. I think they thought they were going to be comfortable. Yeah, but they've underestimated the championship. The funds haven't been there, and they've. No offence at all, but they haven't made positive signings. They've been negative signings. Mm. It's been signings as if to say we're going to sort of be comfortable in this championship and they've not gone down well. They have got good players, yeah. but now they're going to lose them all because they've dropped down a division again. Yeah. So it's it's it could happen to Stoke. It's a bold one, though, to to think that they'll they'll face the double relegation, but they are going to lose a lot of good players because they have, like you say, got a very talented team. On the day, we should say. <laughs> on the day. Well, Joe, Joe Allen, I think, is a good player. Joe get a, yeah, up. Joe Allen will get swooped, picked up. He'll probably, he'll probably get picked up by a team that goes, gets promoted. Shakiri. Do you think? I think maybe Newcastle. Joe Allen? Potentially. Shelby and uh, Joe Allen in that central midfield could be a... You think he'll push out Modi Arme? Oh, God, yeah, good shout. Hmm. Maybe not Newcastle. <laughs> um, well, no, like you say, the point of that, though, there'll be takers for some of the players. And Joe Allen is a decent player. But yeah, Shakiri could... Oh, God. His ego won't deal with a championship. He could pick a team to an extent. Yeah. He's really he could. good player, Shakiri. Yeah. It's whether he'll stay in this country. He yeah. might go back abroad. He might go back to Italy. He might go to Germany. I think he might. He, want, he wants first-team football, without a doubt. He wants to be that sort of main man for a club. Well, so he was definitely. It, it depends who's available. The big fish in a small pond at Stoke. It was, yeah, a lot of people were surprised how long he stayed there for as well. Because obviously, if they signed him from oh, Inter Bayern, I can't remember who exactly they signed him from. In Bayern, I think. Wasn't it? From- I can't remember. It's that's long ago. Can't remember. Well, anywho, but Swansea, we'll go to Swansea. So they've their seven years stay in the Premier League is finally over after a stormy season. Mm-hmm. Paul Clement was sacked just before Christmas with the club sitting rock bottom after just three wins from 18 Premier League games. Uh, His successor, Carlos Carvajal, was unable to guide them to safety. A fight back looked likely towards the later stages of the season, but Carvajal's dream wasn't to be. I think a lot of Wednesday fans might get that one. (laughs) 
singing the dream, Carla. Uh, singing the song, Carla's had a dream yeah. or whatever it used to be. But didn't quite happen. They looked like they were going to do it, but no. I've given them an E, by the way. F for me. I think any club getting relegated is an F. F. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I thought that late fight back deserved a, a bit of a bump because they did sort of pull it back a little bit. Uh, I think I think this is another club that probably flattered during the summer transfer window last season. They've lacked goals. They never brought a striker, a striker in really this summer. Just... After losing Lorente as well, it's um, a lot of goals to replace. Like Boney, like he did enough all there. To be fair, like Gomez, just <laughs> go some goals for Swansea. <laughs> just <laughs> were, man. Obviously, there was a, a slight boost when Caraval did take over. Then there was people did actually. Yeah, think they had a good run. Could stay up, but run, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, at one yeah. point, it looked like they'd be fine. They were sitting mid-table at one point, but then obviously results started piling up and they, they really struggled and other teams were doing better and they were losing against those teams as well, so they were leapfrogging them and it just... Yeah. Inconsistency. Yeah. Can ruin a club, but we'll go to Southampton. Southampton survived a huge scare to retain their Premier League status thanks to a late surge under Mark Hughes. Saints had established themselves as a top-half team, but that's all changed this season with new manager Mauricio Pellegrino struggling badly to get results. A very poor season in front of goals for the Saints, with Charlie Austin having good spells, but that's about it. Can they recover in time for next season? I've given them an E. F for me. Yeah. What do you think the chances of survival are next season? Um, after this season, do you think they'll be a favourite to go down? No, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll, I think they'll be all right this summer. Mark Hughes, he he was the one that turned Stoke into a fancy sort of team. Like he yeah. was part of the reason why Stoke actually able to stabilise. Obviously, they have it now, but. There's some good players in that Southampton team. They can keep Charlie Austin fit. They've got some good youth. Ward Exactly. He's about to go yeah. there. Lamina. <laughs> Lamina's there as yeah. well. Dusan Tadic is a good player on his day. They've yeah. got some good players. Nathan Redmond is a live wire of a player mm-hmm. for them. Ryan Bertrand as well. But, yeah, F for me. Like, I think it was safe to say that Southampton probably the biggest underachieving team. Considering like the yeah. last four seasons, they finished either eight far higher than they've just mm. done this this season. Like I think it's been a crazy old season for this sort of thing, though, hasn't yeah. it? Like, all all the newly promoted clubs have all stayed up, which I think is a record breaking thing in itself. Um, and th- three fairly um, what's the word I'm looking for? Established established teams in the Premier League have all gone down. Which is fair enough. West Brom's a bit of an exception because they've bounced around a couple of times, haven't they? I think it's but, a case of teams just getting comfortable. Yeah, too feeling too comfortable. That's precise. You've nailed it there. Teams are literally sitting like Stoke's a prime example. They've been finishing mid-table for the last ten seasons, and they've thought we're okay. We don't really need to make changes because we've done this. But everyone around them's making changes, so. <laughs> That just says it in itself that you need to make those changes Absolutely. constantly. Absolutely. But we'll go to Spurs. 
still no trophies for Spurs as of yet, but securing Champions League football for the third consecutive season gives them something to aim for and progress as a club. Holding on to their key players and building on what they have is a must in the summer. This squad could actually achieve great things. And I, not sure about yourself, but I do certainly believe Pochettino is the right man to do that for them. He is the right man for them. Totally agree with that. Yeah. He's a great manager. The only top worry Tottenham have is a bigger club coming and poaching. To be truthful. Yeah, really is. Because the money, the wages is a big issue. I think they need to maybe rethink that. But they, they have got a good process with it because it, it, I can't remember what it is that they've got exactly now, but when they win trophies and win competitions, they get bonuses. Yeah. And then that bonus then covers what a normal... So it's giving them something to fight for, in a sense. Yeah. Um, But I have given them a C because they've just sort of been there. They've not challenged too much. They've just sort of edged their way through. Um, I've gone for... A B for Spurs. A B. I still think third pot, considering where Tottenham were probably about five seasons ago. Yeah, for them to be comfortably ahead of Arsenal, which is obviously a massive perk for any yeah that turnaround Spurs is fan. Amazing, um, right, yeah. they're never gonna really get close to City like no one has. There's been some results. If some results had gone their way, or they just held out, or just played a bit more conviction, they could have easily finished second this season. I think they were that the, the potential yeah. in that club. Um, yeah. Couple of signings, like you could literally go through Tottenham starting eleven, and you could probably fit them in any of the other Premiership teams. The team's that good. It's just the depth with Spurs. I think. Maybe the issue. Yeah, the depth the is a real line, issue. It's probably yeah. as strong as you can get. Well, Bar City, I think, full of full yeah. of, like goalkeeper to striker. Mm. I do. I do think, like, like I was saying in the point I made with them, like building on what they've got and holding on to those key players is definitely what they need to do. Like signing backup defenders because obviously Vertonghen was a big uh, not Vertonghen. Alderweireld was a yeah. big miss for them whilst Alder-Vireld. he was injured. And it showed because they were conceding sloppy goals. Um, but his his future's a bit uncertain because he's wanting high white wages. Well, that's gonna that's gonna start um, creeping. So obviously, that's the main reason why Carl Walker left. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the wages. But if they're not going to be able to push on and win the trophies to activate those like incentives that they're getting given then something's got to change if they're going to want to hold on to these big-name like, players. For example, sorry, I was going to say, if Harry Kane has a good World Cup, my God, there's going to be people yeah. in for him. Who wouldn't be? Let's be serious. Like Real Madrid, Real Madrid. aging striker. Uh, Barcelona, aging striker. Uh, Bayern Munich, Lewandowski's possibly leaving. Juventus, they could even maybe snatch it. Like, any team, you could name any team and he'd I fit into their system. So... It's got so many good <laughs> could get into many teams. Ericsson could get into many teams. Deli Alli could yep. get into many teams. Kane yep. could get into many teams. Alderweireld, yep. the Tongan, Lloris. 
Like Danny Rose yeah. is talks of him going to United. Serge Aurier is, is a decent player. Yeah. Kieran Trippier has improved massively. Dembele is probably one of the most underrated players in the Premiership. It's like yes. example, if City were to lose Fernandinho, Dembele could fit in for the. Is that is that is that good? Yeah. Dembele could go into that sort of role for yeah. City. It's just like. I'd completely, he'd probably be the most ideal replacement. So I'd I think say. Dembele, and Dembele's probably got a bit more class to him as well, and that's nothing against Fernandinho. But Dembele's yeah. really composed on a on the with the ball with his feet. Yeah, definitely, like, he's got a lot more composure. Oh, they've got a really good team, but they need to start doing something, or they will start to potentially yeah. lose players, and they might not be able to recover because obviously Kane was a youth kid, mm. Deli is a youth kid. If they were wanting to replace them, they'd have to spend a small fortune. Oh yeah, of course. With that quality, more than a small fortune, they'd have to dig deep, mortgage the club. Like the the, <laughs> the the only the only way I feel like they'd get someone in to replace, say Harry Kane, is if they bought the aging striker that the other team had. So if, say, for example, Juventus got him, they'd have to buy Higuain, or if Real Madrid got him, they'd have to buy Benzema. Like they'd have to do it like that. That's the only way they'd be able to recover oh, from oh. it. But it's whether they can produce what Kane has been producing. For, is it four seasons now he's been yeah. main striker? Or is it three? I'm not. I can't quite remember. Oh. Yeah, but for him to maintain that, everyone was like, "It's one season wonder. One season, we're not going to do it again. Done it four seasons consecutively." Uh, and he and he keeps him with assists as well. He's not just a one-dimensional striker as well. Yeah, like. Yeah, he's got it all. He's, he's a traditional centre forward. A lot of people think the, the main thing to be a good striker and that now that this day and age is to be like rapid, quick. He's not the quickest striker in the world, but he's still able to get all these goals. He's Isn't like it? he's top draw. He's world class striker, Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely world class. Probably one of the best England has seen in a fair bit, I'd say. Since Shearer. Yeah, I'd I'd second that. Um completely. Uh, Watford though a promising start followed by a late season dip in form. Watford's third consecutive season in the Premier League followed a familiar pattern. The Hornets had already secured enough points to stay up by the time of from their form tailing off but the stuttering finish did not help the mood around the club. Who knows what they could have done providing they maintain the form and kept faith with Marco Silva. Obviously, they got rid of Silva because obviously his head was turned by the Everton job, and obviously Watford's yeah, form did start. Um, they were starting to worry about relegation battle under Marco Silva, hence why they got rid. But yeah. considering they finished seventeenth last season, finished fourteenth this season, it's improvement. I've gave them a C. I've gone for a C as well. I do. I don't think they've done too bad. That the one game that stands out for me is that game against Chelsea. Oh yeah, when um, Pereira. Um, it was a Monday night game, wasn't it? Probably the best Monday yeah. night game we saw before coming record. I remember it. Yes, yes, it was sensational. It was. That's the best performance they've put in. Uh, was Marco Silva in charge at that time? Ooh, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to say because I can't remember. I can't remember. Can't remember. Boy, it was a sensational game. Everything that did was brilliant. They prevented Chelsea fighting back because they did fight back. And, oh, God, it was just such a good game. But Watford, like you say, they've done better than what they did last season. Um, But, again, I think it's the same situation as, like, Brighton, Huddersfield, Newcastle, getting that depth. 
Um, getting a bit more talent on that bench to maybe bring on as well. Uh, Richarlson's been brilliant for him. He's not been do- done too great in the last few months or so, but during that goals. fine run of form that they had, yeah, that fine run of form that they had, I think he was a shining light in that. He was brilliant. Uh, Pereira's been decent for them. Yeah. Decore, obviously with his screamers. <laughs> Beanie's always... Adds gives them something. They've got some young players in that team as well. They've got Will Hughes. It's just like, yeah, they've got they've got players that they can push on and potentially push up higher the league. But they do need to build on this team. There's some good, there's some good players. There, yes, but they need to work on it and get better. Yeah, definitely do. Um, be interesting to see how this uh, start off next mm. season. But West Ham now, West Ham were expecting big things this season. Following the signings of Hernandez, Arnautovic, and even Joe Hart. But for their second season at the Olympic Stadium, it didn't go down too well with the fans revolting against the board, the uproar scaled around the club, and with David Moyes looking likely not to stay at the club, who else could come in and fix this club? I've given them a D because they were in a re. with Hernandez being that. We even said that that was the signing of the season. Yeah, I remember that. Arnautovic has been sensational. He's proved everyone wrong. And I, I'll take my hat off to him. He's been absolutely remarkable. We slated the yeah. transfer. We said it was a waste of money. We we said everything you possibly could about that transfer, all negative reasons. Absolutely. But he has completely changed everyone's opinions on him. I think he's now a great player. It's been a brilliant signing. And... Comparing it to Hernandez, us saying he was the signing of the season for West Ham, it's definitely Arnautovic now, without a doubt. Yeah, Arnautovic has been different gravy for them this season. Like, I did, I, yeah, no one was expect. Well, I'm sure some people out there will say they expected it from him, but I've seen Arnautovic at Stoke for season after season after season. Yeah. He always seemed to be up himself. He was just like, I'm. Amazing! I won't track back. It's mm-hmm. just like, but this season just all seemed to come together to him in the West Ham system. Um, yep. Obviously, David Moyes has steered them away from the relegation zone, but it's just been one of those seasons for West Ham where there's been more going happening off the pitch that's tainted the season. I think it happened. Obviously, yes. Joe Hart. That was quite a high-profile signing. And he's been mm-hmm. horrific. There's no, there's no sugarcoating yeah. that he's been terrible for West Ham this season. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and, um, probably still going to start a World Cup. Days. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a case of it. he hasn't been. He hasn't started as many games as he. Well, with Arnautovic's form and obviously with Lanzini, it's been hard for him to get into the team. Yeah. So I'll give him the. Doubt the benefit of doubt on that, but yeah, I'm still with a D because I think West Ham with that potential, that team, the stadium, the the increase in finances they should have with uh, renting the Olympic Stadium on absolutely nothing. So they should be getting yeah. an increase in <laughs> revenue. They should be pushing on with this West Ham team. And I said, I know, I said, I know, I said this at the start of the season. I thought they would do better. It's probably the reason why I'm giving the D. I thought they would honestly do a lot better than what they have this season, West Ham. I thought they'd be pushing top half. Yeah, top half. The signings looked positive. It's like we were saying about Sunderland before. The signings looking a bit negative. These signings for West Ham looked seriously positive. Yeah. 
replacing that attacking flair that Payet provided with Hernandez and Anatovic. I know different style of players, but still providing an attacking option. And then Adrian's done brilliant for West Ham. Don't yes. get me wrong, but having that backup of Joe Hart would make your goalkeeper play better because you've got competition then, whereas they didn't really have competition before. So he, he could sort of do what he wanted. And I know that sounds bad, but it wouldn't push him to his best. Whereas having someone like Joe Hart there sat waiting to play, yeah. eager to get a game to to prove himself for the World Cup coming around the corner, yeah. Adrian's going to perform. And it, when when that stage of taking Joe Hart, Joe Hart off and bringing on uh, Adrian for that little bit of the season that went down, yeah. Adrian was amazing. Like, he were pulling off saves left, right and centre, and Joe Hart was just watching on. Um, but he did definitely bring out the best of him. Uh, I do feel like they do need a lot more signings, though. I don't think James Collins is... I don't know if he's going to be there next season. His contract runs out yeah. at the end of the season. I think it could be the case of him maybe retiring or dropping down the leagues. Um, Potentially, yeah. Maybe someone like Stoke could pick him up. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, signings are needed for those. Obviously, Joe Hart going back to Man City on loan. Who's going to... Uh, not on loan. The loan ending <laughs> and him yeah. going back to Man City. I don't think City are going to want him, to be honest. So he might be offloaded for free. He'll Possibly, it wouldn't surprise me. Newly promoted club, maybe. Uh, Neil Warnock rubbing his hands together at that crushy deal. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could see him potentially moving on a free because what, what it benefit to, uh, it to Man City get from him? Wouldn't surprise me either. To be truthful, it's just who would take a Joe Hart? I don't know who would take him. It'd have to be a newly promoted team. You think? Yeah, I think someone someone sort of established in the Premier League, say Southampton or um, maybe even Leicester could jump in for Butland. Oh, I, don't I, know. I think Butland's going Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool for Butland. I, I don't see past it. I think Liverpool still need a goalkeeper. They're not convinced carriers. I think they'll go for Butland. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, West Brom though we'll move down to West Brom the final team uh, you can't even lie West Brom's fight back late on was yeah. great it's just a shame Darren Moore couldn't quite pull it off resulting in the baggies suffering relegation to the championship now I would call them a taxi but they've probably already nicked one. <laughs> <laughs> the fiasco in Barcelona Gareth Barry yeah. you shameful man <laughs> oh dear, that that was a great thing. Uh, but I've given West Brom an E purely because of that little fight back that they had. That's the only reason it's not an F, to be honest. Well, you know my theory about relegation teams. F. Yep, it's a straight F. Yeah, for me. <laughs> I clicked onto your theory. We did nineteen teams so far. This is the twenty. Uh, I clicked. <laughs> it's another it's story of another team that's been. In the leagues for season after season after season, it's just yeah. Fallen faith have been horrific this season. Obviously, Darren Moore's coming yeah. in, well, taken over and tried to save yeah, they, them. They were too late yeah. to make that change, I think. But it is what it is. Yeah. They've they've had to. I think they sort of settled on the fact that they were going to get relegated, but then they were shocked to see Darren Moore actually pull some results yeah. in. Um, 
it would be nice to see him get the full-time job next season. I think what he showed in these few chances that he's actually had, um, he he could be a potential full-time manager at that club. I could certainly see it. It saves fair, he's looking around he's more wages. Job, and, so I can, yeah. Probably happen. I think it should happen, to be yeah. honest. It yeah, it's, it's only fair yeah. in a sense. I know he's only done a few games, but... I do think I'd do all right yeah, for him in the championship. Uh, but there, there we go. That's all 20 teams being reviewed. Wow. If you don't like our points, get in touch and let us know if if we've insulted your club <laughs> or anything along those lines. Let us know. If you agree with us, do let us know as well. That, that'd be great. Um, but before we go, now I've got a question for you sent in by a listener. Dean Proud, and it's a question specifically for you, Matt. Okay. Uh, it says, question for Matt. Since the news has come out that Keith Curl is leaving Carlisle at the end of the season, was wondering who he thinks will get the job and who he would like to get the job. Oof. So there's, there, I think you're answering with two different managers, one that you think okay. and one that you really, really want to get it. <laughs> the person I think will get it, is probably Darren Edmondson, who's currently Carlos head of youth. I reckon right. they'll do the cheap option and just promote him from within. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't surprise me if that's the sort of thing they go for. They've been linked with like David Hopkins, Jim Bentley. They've even been linked with the former, the dual managers from Salford, um, Bernard oh, Morley God, and Anthony yeah. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, they'd be great. I wouldn't want them to be truthful. But... Um, <laughs> But the way the car tend to operate would not surprise me in the slightest if we get Darren Edmondson as the manager. Would not surprise me. Fair enough. And who would you like to get? Who's who's like the your dream manager to manage Carlisle other than Pep Guardiola? Oh. <laughs> it's got to be Why? Surely, Paul Simpson. Paul Simpson of all the managers out there. <laughs> Well, you beat um, Paul Simpson. Okay. Won the, <laughs> the Under-20s World Cup. Last time it was Carlisle, he got his back-to-back promotions. He won League Two. It's like... Is that, is... It's just because he's got connections. To, I'm amazed you didn't even say Glenn Murray when he retires. <laughs> I'd love to have Paul Simpson back at the club. Paul Simpson. Fair enough. Uh, but if you would like to get in touch and send us some questions just like Dean did, we can answer them on the show. Uh, you can do so by tweeting us using the handle at Footy Foundry, or you can find us on Facebook by searching the Football Foundry, or you could even go to our website, which is thefootballfoundry.com. And also be sure to give our partners the beautiful game network some love by following them on Twitter using the handle at the BGNFM. And finally, a huge thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL and US Soccer. Get your custom-made scarves for your team at roughneckscarves.com. So with the Premier League season over, Matt, what are we going to do with our time? What can we do? I don't know. We could laugh about it. But in seriousness, <laughs> what what are we actually going to do? We've got the FA Cup coming up, the final. We've got Champions League coming up. But then after that, what's what's after that? I don't know. I think it's going to be four weeks off of doing nothing. Or if only there was some sort of football tournament that could keep us occupied. 
Certainly so, yes. Just because the Premier League season is over, it doesn't mean you are done listening to our disgusting voices week in, week out. We will be here throughout the summer, talking World Cup, talking Champions League finals, and even after the World Cup, we're going to be talking about Premier League again because it won't be long before that's starting. So don't you fear, your ears will bleed some more. (laughs) We will be with you throughout the summer. When England lift the World Cup and Loftus-Cheek fulfills his dream. (laughs) But for this week, Matt, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.